receive the word that was brought to you. You know, a, a lot of times in our lives, you, you live for God and, and, and you do the best you can and, and it's always, uh, it's always you know, you're, you're lifting up God and, 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 you, and you, you love your brethren and, and you love people and stuff, but sometimes people will let you down. Sometimes people will, will do something or say something to you and it, and it just, it, 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 they didn't, even if they didn't actually mean it to be mean or mean it to be bad, it'll get into you and it'll, and it'll hurt because that's your brother talking to you, and, and that, or that's your sister saying something to you. And, and why would they say that? Don't they have the Holy Ghost? Don't they know better to, to, than to talk to somebody that way? But l- let me read this to you real quick. Hebrews 12 and 15 says this, Looking diligently, lest any man fail on the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up, trouble you and thereby many be defiled Tamara was teaching Logan one time a, a very good lesson we have we have a, a swim pool around the house when I, I hate having to do the yard work and everything else well anyway I, I do it anyhow but there's there's weeds that, that had grown up and stuff and she had taught him when, when you grab these weeds and stuff that when you pull them up and stuff get them get your fingers down in the dirt get it down get it down in there and grab them and pinch them and, and, and pull them up. And whenever you pull up, she pulled out this, this weed and the, and the roots went that far. Did you know that that root of bitterness can get in you and just, just kind of dig down in That's when Brother Brad was sitting there saying, if there's anything within me, God, show me. If there's anything in my heart that's not right, God, take it out. Show me what it is so I can go ahead and get rid of it. Sometimes we, we, we get... We, we fester over this stuff, and then finally, you know, it, it just, it's like, a, it's like a, a splinter. You get a splinter in your hand, and, and you can't get it out with your fingernails and stuff. Your hands are too dirty, whatever. And, and you let it go for a little while and stuff. Well, it's, it's not hurting me that much anymore. It's, it's not really that bad. But it still, it still stings a little bit. It still hurts a little bit. Well, what, what it is is if you don't get that thing out, your skin's going to grow over the top of that thing. And it's going to cover it up. Pretty soon you're not going to see it anymore. You're not going to really notice it. Stuff. You know it's still there, but you haven't done anything about it. And that's what this scripture is talking about. It's talking about that little root of bitterness. Something that gets in you and you're not getting it out. Maybe, maybe I just don't want to do anything. Well, I'll tell you what the root of that is. is you just don't want to forgive. That person hurt me. Did you know that you can actually do well by forgiving that person that hurt you and move on? You can go forward with your life? Because if you sit there and meditate over that stuff and just say, well, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it bothers you. Are you hearing me, church? Is anybody in the house hearing me this morning? If you're not going to hear me, I, I can't do anything about it. I'm, I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. I'm, doing, I'm saying what He told me to say. If, if, you, if there's any... Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. It's troubling you. It's on your mind. It's in your heart and stuff. Maybe, maybe that's the reason why some things are just not going exactly the way you thought they should. And thereby many be defiled. Think about that. Praise God. We're going to go ahead and dismiss everyone. Uh, youth, you can be dismissed. Oh, I'm sorry, the four and under. Youth are going to be in here today.
Praise God. It's not Tuesday. That's right. That's right. My, my bad. My bad. Praise God. So today, <laughs> Godfrey, today, I'm going to be taking my, my scriptural reference out of Joshua 1 through 18. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version and switching back and forth from the New International Version to the King James Version as well. The title of my message is going to be Change, C-H-A-N-G-E, Change. And it says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said unto Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot, as I promised Moses. He's talking to, Jared, uh, to uh, Joshua now. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea, into the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Praise God. Thank you for that, Lord. Be strong and courageous. Everybody say, be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. One more time. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. that You may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate it. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Get your house ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the commandment, excuse me, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle, must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as He has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land, the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you, east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then Joshua, then they answered Joshua, the people spoke to Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Father God, we love you. We appreciate all that you're doing for us in our life today. We appreciate the many wonderful works, the miracles, the, the past things that you've done. 
Lord, we're asking that you help us to move forward, to go further in you. We ask for your anointing. We ask for your blessing, God. We ask that you have your way in this service, Lord. Not us, Lord. We yield to you. We yield to the Spirit of God for the moving of the Spirit, for the leading of the Spirit of God to have your way. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Just a second. Got my water up here. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Praise God. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. So every day, we the, the most of the men of the church stuff we we're on a we're on a texting thing. We we. We read the Word of God, and whatever God speaks to us, whatever God ministers to us, we want to bless our brother. So we, we go ahead and we, we text an excerpt from uh, the Word of God that we're, we're reading that day, and, it, and it's a blessing. Let me tell you something. It's a blessing of God to actually go ahead and have that. It's a blessing of God that, that your brother will actually go ahead and, and not just look out for himself, but he's looking out for you. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, a lot of times and stuff, I, I go through things and stuff, and... And I, I read my stuff, and I, I set my phone down, and I try and grab a little bit of sleep, and I, and I wake up, and I go, I, I go about my business, and I grab my phone and stuff, and i got to bring the phone with me everywhere you go. These things are a blessing and a curse, but praise God, most of the time it's a blessing. I look on there, and there's, there's something from, from Caleb, or there's something from uh, Brad, or you know, every once in a while uh, somebody will put something in there, and it's, it's a great blessing. So some of those things have excerpts from the devotion of the day, I want to go ahead and read something to you real quick. Having, this is an excerpt from the, the devotion of the day that we have. Uh, having God deal with our defects can be frightening. We may stay strapped in a destructive life pattern because we fear change. If we wait for all our fears to go away before we take steps, we will never make significant progress in recovery. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage means that we take advantage of the little strength we find within ourselves, that we find little ways to encourage ourselves, and that we stubbornly stick to God's program for us. It means finding enough strength to take the next step. That spoke resounding waves of love to me from the Lord. I pastor went ahead and told me, said, hey, I, I'm going to be preaching over at, at Vancouver Church and stuff, and I, I need you to go ahead and to, to uh, go ahead and, and teach, preach, whatever God puts upon your heart on Sunday. And I was like, okay, great. You know, I, I have enough time to go ahead and do this and stuff. I can, you know, I can kind of, you know, kind of bug the Lord a little bit and stuff about giving me something ahead of time and stuff to study it out and I just just get into it, get into it. And I kept over the last past week, week and a half and stuff, something that's been hitting me is is the word change, change, change. It's it's come it's coming upon you and stuff. It's gonna it's gonna hit you. And every single well maybe one maybe one or two uh, maybe one or two messages that I, I listen to a lot of people and stuff. Well, probably about three on uh, on YouTube. Are you changing it? 
You got a ring. Is that what it is? Is that better? I'm going to put this over here. So I kept hearing this word in my in every single message that that was preached and stuff, change, change, change. And then I came across this, and I was like, okay, like I, I see where you're going, Lord. I, I guess you're actually speaking to me. So I started looking at this, and, and, and I came across uh, Joshua and what, what was going on and stuff here. So what we find here is a change of leadership. Moses was told by God that he would not be entering into the promised land because of his sin of not trusting in God to honor him as holy in the sight of the Israelites. Uh, well, what, what, what do you mean by that, Brother George? Well, what happened and stuff? So the Israelites were constantly complaining, moaning, groaning, grumbling, always having something to gripe about. You brought us out here. You said that you're going to lead us into a land of flowing with milk and honey, Moses. And you brought us out here into this desert, this desert wilderness. There's nothing out here. There's no food. Excuse me. There's no food. There's no water. There's no water out here. Stuff we can't even water our cattle. What? What's the deal? So Moses and Aaron go before the Lord, and they tell him, "You know, Lord, what are we going to do? We need some water." <coughs> so, my goodness, I got a tickle in my throat. Can't get that thing out. So the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Moses, go go get the rod, go over to the rock, and speak to the rock. What Moses did is he went over to the rock, he turned back to the Israelites, and he started complaining to them, you bunch of rebels, all this stuff that's going on and stuff, and, and you 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 want to sit there and go against God, you want to go against everything he's saying. So what does Moses do? Instead of speaking to the rock, he takes a staff and he hits the rock. Not once, but twice. Water comes out and the people are satisfied again. But God said, no, that's not what I told you to do. So now we come to the part where Moses is dead and Joshua is put in his place to lead Israel into the promised land. God lets Joshua know that he will lead him like he did Moses. I'm going to lead you exactly how I did how I did Moses. And if, is it a little hot in here, y'all? It's a little bit toasty. I'm going to lead you exactly like I did Moses. Everything that I did for Moses, I'm going to do for you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Uh, I'm not going to let you fall by the wayside. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and protect you and do everything I can. I'm going to bless you and stuff just as I did for Moses, my servant. I'm going to do for you. Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law my, my servant Moses commanded you. Don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right. In other words, don't veer off. When I tell you to go straight, you go straight. You don't go over to the left. You don't swing off to the right. You don't think, well, maybe, maybe this is a better way. Maybe God's got a better plan over here. Or, or I, I, I don't know. I, I think this, one, this way looks a little bit better than what God is, is saying. No, no, no. That's not what God was telling him to do. He said, you stay straight. You stay uh, straight and perfect on the way that I, I commanded you. Praise God. God gives Joshua direction and tells him to get the people ready. Be strong and courageous. God is making a change in the Israelites. They're no longer, they're no longer slaves. They're no longer slaves to what they were in Egypt. 
they were slaves in Egypt. They had all this stuff that they had to do. The taskmasters were making them make bricks. They, they were building all these things and stuff. And day after day after day, they were doing all this stuff. And they, they didn't realize what they came out of. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Let me ask you a question. Can you identify in your life what kind of change God is making for you? Have you seen the hand of God in your life moving things around? I can, I can say I have. I, I've seen several things. Uh, shifting things in your favor, moving obstacles out of your way so that you can have a better sense of who he is in your life. I was talking with Tamara, uh, and I was, explain, I, I was explaining to her a sermon I heard about Brother Shelton. Brother Shelton was sitting there talking about how he was, uh, he, they were trying to buy a house. And as they were trying to buy a house, he was, he was trying to make his wife happy. That's, I haven't done anything. That was, am I too close to this thing? Or? Anyway, so he's trying to, he's trying to find a, a, a house for his wife and, and, and his kids and everything else. So they started looking and they started looking. So he goes ahead and he talks to the bishop and says, well, and we found a house. Well, what about this one? And he says, to speak bishop, uh, you have to understand something. When, when you go ahead and you text bishop, bishop Wright I'm talking about, if, if, he, if he likes something or if he agrees with something, he'll text you back. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't like it, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to let it go. And so he, he, he came across a, few house, a couple houses, I think, and he texted the bishop, and the bishop didn't reply back, so he, he knew. And, and uh, Sister Shelton went ahead and, con and uh, talked to her husband and said, oh, hey, well, what about that house? What, what did the bishop say? And he, and he said, well, you know what? Let's, it's been a couple weeks. We need to just let that house go, and let, let's go ahead and and try and find another one. So they came across this one house, and in this one house and stuff, they, the, Sister Shelton liked it, and Brother, Brother Shelton kind of liked it and stuff. He didn't really care for it too much, but he did like it enough where he, he texted Bishop, and the Bishop said, that's the one. You get that house. That's the one that God wants you to have. So they went ahead and they, they bought it. And he was talking about how when they moved into this place and how they had to do all the remodeling on the inside and everything. And then they, she started, Sister Shelton started making friends with some of the neighbors and how some of these neighbors and stuff had, had, had uh, come to them one time and said, you, you guys got to come over to my house and, and pray and, and, and to, to, to try and have some fellowship with them. And he said, he said this, Brother Shelton said this, it is amazing how... At all the places that he's been, uh, he's been evangelizing and everything else, God would have him buy this house in this particular place and stuff. He would move all the obstacles out of the way for one person or for, for some people and stuff. He will move obstacles out of your way, but you have to go down his way, not your way. Your, your way, it might be good in your own eyes, but I'll tell you what, if you do it God's way, it's going to be perfect. It's going to work out for you. So that's why I'm asking you, can you identify things in your life right now, the change that God is trying to make for you in your life? When God makes a change in your life, he starts with your mind. Romans 12 and 2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove... What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? 
You're going to prove it. That word transformed, it's looking at it and stuff. I have these concordances and stuff. Thank you, Mom, for those, by the way. Metamorphosis means to change, to transfigure, to transform, uh, to change into another form, to transform, to transfigure. Uh, A says Christ's, uh, Christ's appearance was changed and was resplendent with divine brightness on the Mount of Transfiguration. He totally changed whenever he went before, uh, he went before God. Moses showed up on one side. Uh, Elijah showed up on the other. And the, the, the apostles... There's just three of them at the time. Everybody else is asleep. They looked up and they they seen all this stuff going on. And they seen Jesus Raymond, seen his vestures, seen everything turned just white, pure white. God told Joshua, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Talking about the, the word of God here. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written on it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This actually spoke to me. How much, how much time do we, do we spend doing other things? I'm not, I'm not trying to get on to you folks. I'm not trying to, to point my finger at anybody and say, you know, you rotten heathen or anything like that. I'm just saying this. How much time do we spend doing other things? How much time do, do we spend, you know, uh, going on hikes? How much time do we spend on vacation? Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. How, you know, how much time do we spend working on our vehicles? How much time do we, you know, do we... Spend, you know, uh, working on a special meal for our spouse or our, our loved ones and stuff. And don't get me wrong, none of that stuff's wrong. None of that stuff's wrong. But where, where are you placing your time at? Where are you placing your time? Where are you placing your eyes at? What's going in your eyes? What's going in your heart? You want to be prosperous and successful? Get into the Word of God. Pick up the Bible and learn about God's will for your life. Learn how to live a life pleasing unto God. Anybody in the house hear what I'm saying? Anybody? Praise God. Well, a few people. Praise God. Grow in Him by reading His Word. Learn all about the God who loves you. I was, I was looking over this, and, and I, I was sitting there wondering, Lord, Moses was your servant. And he did everything you said for him to do, at least so I thought at that time. Stuff I, didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't remember back then. Sometimes I forget things. So... I flipped back. I flipped all the way back to uh, Numbers, and I started reading through Numbers, and I, and I read what Moses had done, and I read how all the times that Israel Israel will get into a, a little bit of a crisis or something, and, and they just couldn't cope with it and everything else, and they they'd sit there and lambast Moses and Aaron and sit there and, and gripe against the Lord. They grumble, they gripe about it. Well, I'm going through this mess and stuff, Moses. Why why aren't you? You said that you're going to lead us to a uh, land flowing with milk and honey, and all this is is a desert. This isn't a land filled with milk and honey. And they constantly gripe about it. And then God would go in. Of course, God would save the day. And he'd give them what they, what they would need. And, they, and their hearts would turn around for a little while, for a little while. But then they would, they would go back to what they were doing before. They'd sit there and gripe about it. But on here and stuff, it says, be strong and courageous. God told Joshua, be strong and courageous three separate times. The definition of courageous is this. Strong says to be alert physically or mentally, steadfast, be brave, stout, bold, to strengthen, to secure oneself, to assure, to be determined. To be strong means to fasten upon, to seize, to strengthen, to encourage, 
to prevail, to repair, to be resolute, to be secure, to support. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now that, that in itself, folks, that in itself should, should tell you that God's on your side. God's not against you. God doesn't want bad things for you. God says he's got a plan for you. He's got, he's got right things planned for you in your life. But are you allowing God to, to go ahead and do it? Or are you just being stubborn in your own will, in your own way, and doing what you want to do? Because, bless God, I go to church every once in a while. Bless God, I pay my tithes. You know, I, I show up at church every great once in a while for prayer. You know, I, I, do, I do okay. I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm okay. Are you doing what God wants you to do? Are you falling down the right path? Are you leaning to the left? Are you leaning to the right? Are you going where God tells you that you need to go? Praise God. So Joshua tells the officers of the people, get your provisions ready. Get your house in order. Get, your, get everything that you know to do. Get your food ready. Get, get, your, get your swords sharpened up. Get your arrows and stuff ready. Get that bow, twang that bowstring. Make sure that thing's ready because you're getting ready to go into a battle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan. Now, the Jordan River has always been a type and a shadow of death. Hello? This is where John the Baptist did his baptizing, where Jesus was baptized, if I understand the scripture correctly. Uh, there's a very great spiritual significance here. It's dying out to oneself. It's dying out to your flesh. That's what this is talking about. Whenever you cross over the Jordan, the Jordan River is a semblance of death. Whenever you cross it, you're actually... Uh, you're dying out to yourself, if, if you would. You're dying out to that flesh, that all the, the, the desires and stuff that you have, and you're saying, no, God, I'm putting all this stuff aside, and I'm going forward in you. They had to cross the Jordan River to go into the promised land. But if, if they weren't going to listen to the man of God who's telling them what to do, where would they go? Where would they go? Now, God promised the children of Israel a land flowing with milk and honey, a place of rest. Our rest for today is the Holy Ghost. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, Isaiah 28, verses 11 and 12 says this, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Talking about God speaking to his people. To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Everybody say refreshing. This is the refreshing. The Holy Ghost is a refreshing that God gives you. But you, you have to actually allow that refreshing to come. Uh, the Bible says, out, out, of, out of your abilities will flow rivers of what? Living water. Living water. That's the refreshing that, that that's talking about. I, have you ever been on a hot day and, and you're, just, you're just going, you're working? I, I know, Brother Brad, I know you've been on many and I know you have too. But you get, you get to work and stuff, and you're just hot, and you're sweating and everything else. And there's nothing like a cold glass of, of water or a cold bottle of water to go ahead and refresh yourself. That's what it does for you, praise God. That's, how, that's what the Holy Ghost is, folks. It's a refreshing. And when you go before God and stuff, you got all these problems and everything else, and you just release all that stuff, and you let the Holy Ghost just move inside you and just work inside your life and just come, up, come over the top of you and go on the, all the way down to the bottom of your feet and, stuff, and just move and minister unto you and stuff. That's the refreshing. God gives you rest when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Hallelujah. One of Israel's main problems is that they always walked after their own desires. 
They did it their own way. They would follow the Lord for a while, and when everything started falling apart, when the enemy oppressed them, then they would remember the Lord and come calling on Him again. They never got the part when God said, if you will, I will. Have you ever read that? You ever read that? God told him, you know, if, if you're going to, if you'll do this, I'll, I'll do this for you. If you serve me, I'll do this for you. If you go ahead and you, if you go ahead and do what I tell you to do, I'm going to be your God and nothing's going to come against you that you won't be able to handle. I'll always be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If you follow my commandments, then I will bless you. Some say that the book of Ephesians is like unto the second book of Joshua. With what I want to read in this last scripture is this, and I'm coming to a close here. I know this is kind of fast, and, it, and it's, it's coming through kind of quick and stuff, but it's what the Lord wants. Praise God. Ephesians 4, verse 17 through 19. Ephesians 4, 17 through 19. So I say this, excuse me, so this I say, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluding from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. Hello, anybody? And they, having become callous, having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. Have you... Have you, ever, have you ever worked with your hands so much that they, that they start to have these little blisters and everything else over the top of them? And that skin comes over the top of that thing and just grows, and it grows hard. I used to sit there, and, and when I was in school, you know, we, we'd work out so much and stuff, your hands would become callous, and they'd have that, that overgrowth of them. And you sit there and pick that stuff off. You didn't want, you didn't want anybody to know that you had that stuff on or stuff. You didn't want to be some, you know, a, a leper type guy. So that callus would come over the top of your hands. And that's what, the, that's what this is talking about. Because of the ignorance that's in them, because of the hardness of the heart, they having become callous, having that callus over the top of them and stuff. They don't, they don't want to hear the Word of God. They don't want to obey the Word of God. They don't want to do what God's telling them to do, even though they can feel it in their heart. You can feel God moving on you. You, you can feel the Spirit of the Lord moving on you, but are you, are, you, are, you, are you giving in to the Word of God? Are you giving in to the Holy Ghost moving in your life? Are you just saying, you know what, eh, not today, not, not today. I, I got things to do, God. I got, I got things I got, I got to do. You know, I, got, I got to go, go explore. I got to go fishing. I got to go hunting. I got to go to one of these big box places and grab some wood and stuff. I want to make something. You know, I've got, I've got to go buy a dishwasher. I've got to go do some other things. Praise the Lord. Having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. Do you know that you can be greedy with what, what, uh, what you have? And always desiring, wanting more and more and more. Believing God out of it. Leaving God out of your life not actually allowing God to work in your life, actually looking for something else, something else that's, that's going to go ahead and take the place of God. Did you know that, that you will allow entertainment to replace God? Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I can stand before you here and say this. I'm, and I'm not saying it arrogantly. Please, please don't misunderstand me. Uh, I used to watch a lot of TV, a lot of movies, a lot of other things and stuff. And um, I just, 
I just don't have time to allow entertainment to replace God in my life. And I won't do it anymore. I, I won't do it. And I'm not trying to lift myself up. Please don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not, I, don't, I don't hold myself in high regard, folks. I don't, I don't think I'm anything in God other than what God has made me. But think about this for a second. He told Joshua, be strong and courageous because you're going to lead the people. You're going to lead the people. Men of this church, look up at me. Look up at me. You're going to lead this people. God has placed you in a place of position. Yes, Brother Lonnie, you in a place of position. God has, has put you in a place of position to go ahead and lead the people. Moses put captains over, over every, every, every tribe. We are to lead the people of God. But how are we going to do that whenever we're sitting in front of a TV? How are we going to do that whenever we're off doing whatever we want to do? With our own will and our own way. And like, you know, God, I, I know you want me to pray right now and stuff, but I, I, got, I got things I got to do. You know, I got things I got to go and, and take care of and stuff. I got, I got a family I got to take care of, God. I, I just don't have time right now. Where would you be if God told you that? Where would you be if God said, you know what, son, I, I understand that you're going through a problem right now. I understand that you're going through financial needs, so, but I just don't have time for you right now. I just don't, I don't have the time to, to, to deal with this stuff. I got other things out of my mind I got to do. I got I to deal with this, this crazy man over in North Korea. I got to deal with this crazy president that doesn't know his name from, from Adam. How would you feel if God told you that? Did you know God's not like that? God tries. No. God, God, God is patient. God's very patient with us. Because if you look in the stories of how, how many times the Israelites went ahead and murmured and griped and complained over and over again, and God spoke to Moses, how, how, long, how long are these people going to treat me with such contempt? How long, am I, you know, how long are they going to do this stuff? It, so many times stuff, God just got tired of it and said, you know what, I'm going to send a plague. And he started killing off, killing off people. Are we letting other things get in front of us when we should be putting God before us and getting into the presence of God? Think about that for just a second. I know this is a short message. I need you to understand something. God is wanting this church to go forward. We've got marching orders from the Lord. We are to take this, this city. We are to take Camas and we're to take Washougal. And I'll tell you what, whether you believe it or not, I hope you believe it. I, I hope you can receive this word today. Because I'll tell you what, that's what, is, that's what Israel's problem was. They had so much doubt. They've seen all the miracles that God had did. They were brought out of slavery. They were brought out of sin. They were brought out of all this mess in Egypt. And God told them, God gave them a promise. And they receive it until, until another problem came. Something to try and try them a little bit. And then it was just so much and they couldn't do it anymore. And oh, I just, I can't, I can't deal with this, God. I can't deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this stuff. And they start griping against the man of God. It's your fault we're in this mess. It's your fault, Moses. You're the one that did this and stuff. You're the, you're the one that said that this was going to go a different way and stuff. And it hasn't. It's gotten worse. 
You know, oh, oh that we, we would have stayed in Egypt. If we would have stayed back in sin, if, if we, you know, we, we'd have fish right now. We'd have the big flesh hook, the meat hooks and stuff. We can grab our own meat. We can have all the garlic and all the leeks and, and all the other things that we enjoy and stuff. But they didn't understand that it was a slavery that they, that they were in, involved in. They were, thank you, Brother Bud. They were in bondage. And they didn't care. When they were receiving the blessing of God, they didn't care. Oh, it's not good enough, God. Hallelujah.